now, time for the All Sports Show with Tommy's Tailgaters from Big John Street Shop on the corner of Dews Pond Road and Lover's Lane. It's all brought to you by our gold medal sponsor, My Doctor Plan. Also being brought to you by Dairy Queen, your hometown chill and grill, Habitat for Humanity, Restore, Peach Music City, Unique Auto Glass, Calhoun Auto Outlet, Lamboquita Convenience Store and Smoothie Bar, Gonzalez Auto Repair, Store Max, and Finest In-Home Healthcare Needs at Home. My Doctor Plan is an easy-to-use telemedicine program giving customers 24-7 access to U.S. state-licensed physicians who can diagnose and treat common ailments. They can refill your prescriptions, give doctor's notes, and you don't need health insurance. This new and unique program is only $14.99 a month. One program includes everyone in your household. You won't be asked to pay anything extra when you call in to speak to the doctor either. There is a $0 out-of-pocket expense to use the service. Sign up now at MyDoctorPlan.com. Loboriqua Convenience Stores and Smoothie Bar at 401 Uth Caloga Street, Calhoun, 706-403-6121. Gonzalez Minor Auto Repair Shop, keeping your vehicle well-maintained. Call 706-264-4960. Need a good pre-owned vehicle? See Rick Foster and Terry Poe at Calhoun Auto Outlet 446 Highway 53, serving North Georgia for the past 25 years. Freight and Rail Brewing Company, 118 South Park Avenue, invites you to come in and try their local and regional homemade beers and ales. And be sure not to miss any of the great bands, game nights, or any of the other good times happening at Freight and Rail Brewing Company, 118 South Park Avenue, Calhoun. Habitat for Humanity's Restore of Gordon County is a proud supporter of Hit Mix Music USA and invites everyone to come by and visit our Restore where we have flooring, doors, and windows, plus many other building and do-it-yourself needs. Located at 809 Uthkaloga Street, Calhoun, Georgia, Habitat for Humanity Restore of Gordon County is open Tuesday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. till 3.30 p.m. and Saturdays 8.30 a.m. until 12 noon. Habitat also pickups donations. Please call the office at 706-625-9929 for details and complete information on pickups. Hit Mix Music USA, along with Calhoun Wholesale Food Outlet, 118 WC Bryant Parkway, Calhoun, are doing it again, giving you a chance to win a free, complete prepared Christmas meal, consisting of one 8 to 10 pound spiral ham, two pounds of mashed potatoes, two pounds of baked beans, two pounds of macaroni and cheese, two pounds of potato salad or macaroni salad or coleslaw, your choice, one dozen brown and serve rolls, one 8 inch apple or pumpkin pie, your choice. To win, all you have to do is listen for Santa to go ho, 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 anytime. Then be sure to like and share the Hit Mix Music Facebook page. One lucky listener will be selected from all the entries that heard Jolly St. Nick by 12 a.m. Friday, December 18th. Good luck and Merry Christmas from Calhoun Wholesale Food Outlet, 118 WC Bryant Parkway, and Hit Mix Music USA. Welcome to Big John Street Shop, Tommy's Tailgaters, located at the corner of Dews Pond Road and Lover's Lane Road. We're here with the All Sports Show. Myself, I'm Mike Garrigan. Kevin Casey. And we have a special guest today. And we hope that he'll be around for quite some time with us here at the All Sports Show. Yeah. Mr. Rick O'Shea. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? The voice, as we have known him as the Norval Phoenix. Yeah. At the furnace with uh, Doug Walker and Bruce Potts. Interesting season this year, huh, Rick? Yes, it was. I mean, it was uh, 
Yep. Started off good against Model, and then played Chatuga, and ball bounced our way a couple of times, and so we started off two and zero, and then that big drought, a five game losing streak, and we start region play, and you know it, it could really put you down. I mean, you know, you're talking about fourteen, fifteen to eighteen year old kids. You lose five games in a row. A couple of heartbreakers, really heartbreaking, like the. Uh, 52-yard field goal that that beat us up in uh, I think it was Murray County, mm-hmm. and it just they just put their heads together and said, "Hey, we can salvage a 500 season right before Lafayette," and that's what the kids did. They 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 put a three-game win streak together, and have to give kudos to Coach Payton, the the, the coaching staff. A lot of teams were canceling games. Had a lot of Friday, Tuesday, Friday, or Saturday games this year. Oh, yeah. Coach Pace said, no, we're playing. We played a lot of games. There was one game we were missing 19 people because of the quarantine. 19. We still played. Uh, and, that, and then when we hit LaFayette, the kids just made up their mind, we're going you know, we're, we're to win. We're going to go out there, and we're, we're not leaving, you know, bring anything back home with us. Beat LaFayette, turn around and beat a tough Ringgold team, and then uh, – Beat an improved Cahulla Creek team, ended the season five and five. Normally, you'll say, you know, so what's your average? But this particular year, it was I mean, a five and five record for everything that went on because there were sometimes you didn't even get to practice. So, you know, a, a great season for Sonoraville and a great season for all the Gordon County teams. Gordon Central was one quarter away from getting into the playoffs. You know, uh, playing against Model the last game of the season. And, of course, Calhoun is in the playoffs, and they're playing second-round action uh, Friday night uh, against uh, Clark Central. So, so you know, I, overall, I, I think this was a very good season for all the uh, Gordon County schools. I have to agree. Especially with what all went on, as Rick alluded to, and, uh, and he's absolutely right about Gordon Central. You know, they go into the last game of the season – at home on a Saturday afternoon, they should have went into halftime with a scoreless tie. Model scored with just under a minute left after yeah. a block punt deep in Gordon Central territory, and then Model scores just before the half. But the game in the third quarter, pretty much, you know, seven to nothing, and then it gets tied at seven to seven. And you're right, Rick. That fourth quarter, the wheels ran off, and the score wind up being. 28-7 or maybe 35, but no way indicative of how that game was. So, And, and one thing I found interesting, Mike, was uh, according to Coach T.J. Hamilton, mm-hmm. Gordon Central won their homecoming game this year, first time since 2012 that's been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, it was an interesting season, and uh, things with what all was going on, Kevin and I, you know, have talked about it and just discussed it, you know. Go back and check the podcast if you don't believe us. But anyway, <laughs> we, we talked about it. But you're right, uh, Gordon Central, they uh, squandered away, and I hate to put it that way, but that's what happened. They were beating Chattooga 22 to, to 6 in the fourth yeah. quarter, midway through, and wind up losing that game. So they win that game, you know, and you never know what happens after that. But, hey, Model won the football game, and Model got a victory in the playoffs in first-round action. So we're going to let Rick uh, start us out and give us some information. Uh, about the playoffs, which started last week as we move into the second round. He uh, and I will kind of rotate back and forth, and uh, we'll let Kevin fit in where he can. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about five. Yeah. Go ahead, Rick, and give us some background. Before, before we get into the, the playoffs, I do want to say I think 
all the Gordon County schools next season are going to be much improved. Gordon Central shown that they've got to learn how to win. They've just got to learn how to win and hold on to the lead. I think there's some uh, juniors that will be seniors and so on next year that are going to reflect back on the season and think we had we had a chance to have a, at least two more wins under our belt and into the playoffs. Exactly, you're right. Sonoraville, they played a lot of juniors and sophomores and even some freshmen. Uh, the coach's son, Jackson Pate, was our player of the game. And he, I, I tell you what, some of them guys, they got some playing time. They, they were put into game time uh, situations and really came out uh, looking good. And what that's going to do is really – I said this on the broadcast. Coach Pate's got to be drooling, you know, waiting for him. I bet you he, he wishes next season to start next week uh, because he's going to have a, a young, experienced, deep team next year. And, of course, Calhoun, they just always put on some players. Oh, yeah. So, so next year, Gordon County football, you may – May see a difference. I mean, you may see some. I think you will. I think you make a good point right here. Exactly. Yeah. But three A region. uh, That's what uh, the Sonorville team is in. Sonorville, of course, didn't make the playoffs. The number one seed is Rockmart, and uh, of course, Javon Watley. We were talking about this. He was named the Georgia High School Association Player of the Week. That's out of all the seven classes. Mm -hmm. And that uh, Javon Watley, Mm -hmm. uh, boy, he put on a show (laughs) against White County last week. Uh, Dynamic player. Boy, he's got some speed. And 48 to 35 is that final score. They're going to be at home against Cedar Grove. And, Mike, we were talking about this. This is probably one of the best second-round games you're going to see this year and probably in recent years. In recent years. Yeah. yeah. Cedar Grove comes in uh, as a number three seed. They knock off a number two seed. And I think uh, they'll go to Rockmark, to the Rock. And it should be an exciting game, Rick. Should be. I mean, absolutely. Because uh, – as you mentioned, Cedar Grove, they ended the season two and four. Mm-hmm. And those four losses, I, I believe you're right when you said they even turned themselves in. They used an ineligible player. So instead of 6 0, they're two and four. Right. But they're still number one ranked in, in the state. So I don't think I've ever seen that before. We've seen losing records get into the playoffs. Right. But we haven't seen them ranked number one. Exactly. Yeah. Completely unusual. And Rockmark Yellow Jackets are number seven, and uh, got a chance to see them in our first region game earlier this year. And the the book at the time was, get Javon Watley to throw, and you got a chance to beat the the Yellow Jackets. Okay, he's we didn't make him throw; he just threw. And I tell you, the guy's got an arm on 50, 55 yards, all the money downfield, and fast. And that's where one of the weaknesses comes in. If you don't look at some film on Rockwater, you think, okay, stop Watley. No, because they've got some running backs that can move. They're linemen. They're linemen can move. They can move. And what we're meaning by that is you can get a guard or a tackle that can pull and go from the right side to the left side and add an additional blocker. Yeah, not only a play side blocker, you know, like you said, the outside that can get around the corner on sweeps and traps and all that. Yep. They're, they're a good team. I, I'm going to put this number, uh, this onus on Kevin, first of all. Rockmark, playing host to Cedar Grove, who you got? Rockmark. You got Rockmark. I'm going to go with Rockmark on this one. What about you, Rick? Hell, uh, Wally's made a believer out of me. But Cedar Grove, <laughs> I think they're the three-time defending state champion. So they, they know what it takes, what you have to put on the field, and how to do it. Uh, they've got a uh, – 
I'm, I'm gonna have to go with Rock Mart too. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay at home. Go with Rock Mart. I think uh, they're playing at the Rock. I think the home field is gonna be the advantage in a close one. Well, I hope Rock Mart wins, but I'm picking Cedar Grove, and it's just goes back to what Rick said. Yeah. He said it earlier about Wooden Central. They don't know how to win right now. They're they're learning. Yeah. Cedar Grove knows how to win. That's why I'm picking Cedar Grove to take Rockmore. Now, I will tell you the one thing that does kind of concern me in the Rockmart uh, game, they're playing a, a high-quality team with the uh, uh, Cedar Grove. But Javon Watley, their quarterback, he does everything. He, he's the quarterback. He'll run. He'll throw. He even returns kickoffs and punts. And that's uh, – So there's your team. <laughs> and also this, Rick, since you said that, I saw them play out of Daresville. He did a quick kick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I remember that. Yeah. And I, I'm thinking that, uh, well, the yeah. other reason I'm not going with Cedar Grove because they're the Saints. <laughs> so, uh, Two-time defending state champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got their, their quarterback. He's already committed to Eastern Michigan, Austin Smith. Mm-hmm. And he's got nine touchdowns in six games, uh, passing over 1,000 yards. Uh, uh now, Cedar Grove is, is a running team, though. But this year, from what I've understood, Cedar Grove is passing more than usual. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're passing more. And we're going to see it. Uh, earlier in the year, the Rockmart defense was inexperienced. Fast, but the secondary was very inexperienced. Well, now they're experienced. So that may make a difference in the game. You're absolutely right. Cedar Grove, they do have a new coach. I think this may be his second year. Miguel... I can't remember his last name, but their former coach, Jimmy Smith, who won state championships, uh, led him to state championships in the uh, recent past, is now on the Arkansas Razorback staff. He went to Georgia State from Cedar Grove, and now he's in the SEC with uh, Arkansas. So, you know, they, they know how to win. I'm picking them in this ballgame. Uh, let's cover the 5A, Rick. Um, what you got for us here? Yeah, now, just the opposite in the 5A from the 3A, of course, that's where Calhoun Yellow Jackets play. Mm-hmm. They're in the same region as uh, the number one seed, Blessed Trinity, who were 49-14 to 14 winners over Chapel Hill. Number two seed, Cartersville Purple Hurricane, who beat Jackson of Atlanta 56-6 to six last week. Calhoun Yellow Jackets, the number three seed, Beat Lithia Springs 46-21. So all three of the top the top three seeds really had relatively easy games according to the score. Yeah, the only one that did not get the memo it looks like is Hiram because the other ones had a 45 point minimum. As Calhoun had 46, Blessed <laughs> um, Trinity 49, and Carterville 56. So they put up some points, didn't they? They, they did, they did. But, but Hiram's tickled to death right now. They, 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 they got eliminated. They started 0 and 6. Yes. Then they beat Cass, who was undefeated at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think they ended up with a, a one one win in the region. And with the tiebreaker, they uh, ended up getting that fourth seed. And I, I think everybody in Hiram was as surprised as everybody else. They went and they played at New Manchester, which is fairly new. And the final score there, 21 to 17, a respectable score. It's very respectable. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but the Yellow Jackets, and, and here's the other thing, Calhoun is ranked sixth in the state, and they're a number three seed in the region. Mm-hmm. And, That's a lot about the region. And they have to go on the road. First time in 20 years that Calhoun had to travel for the uh, the first round of the playoffs. But yeah. You're right about that. But uh, 
There's going to be some good games coming up. Well, Cartersville, the, the number three seed, they are going to be playing. Uh, they're going to be at home against St. Pius this Friday night. So, and that quarter. Well, I think they'll be on the road, Rick. You think? I think St. Pius was the number one seed. Uh, you're 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 right you're right. Uh, St. Pius is number eight in the con- or eight in the state, and uh, and Cartersville's ranked number four. So Cartersville's going on the road to St. Pius from uh, Region Five. But uh, Carlos Del Rio expected to start at quarterback for Cartersville. Oh yeah, and he's already committed to Florida. So number two ranked Blessed Trinity, the number one seed. We'll be playing host to Decatur. Who you got, Rick? Sure. I'm going to have to go with, uh, I think, Blessed Trinity is a three-time defending champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved up from 4A to 5A this year. Yep. Sure did. And they've got some, some pretty good prospects on that team, too. So They have a standout sophomore running back, uh, yes. Justin Haynes. And I think against Calhoun in the regular season, he – had about 35 totes for over 330 yards. Yeah. So he had a great game. And their, their quarterback, uh, J.C. French, mm-hmm. he, he was 14 of 15 in the air last week. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. 100, 159 yards. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm going to have to go with uh, – I'm going to have to go with Blessed Trinity. This early in the in the, in the, um, in the round, second round, I think they're good they're used kick. to – Going past the second round. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm going to go with Blessed Trinity. What about you, DJ Cass? Likewise, Blessed Trinity. I think they're strong enough to pull off another win. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Rick, uh, they're used to going deeper. So yeah. I'll go along with Blessed Trinity. Uh, Carterville on the road against St. Pius. I remember, Kevin, we've had St. Pius serving this year on one of our pick sheets. And if I'm not mistaken, you, you, you picked them to beat somebody. But I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was, but, yeah, I do remember that I had Well, now we're here in the now. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, Cartersville and St. Pius, what's your pick? Oh, wow. This it's is kind of a tough, tough one. It is a tough um, one. That's why I'm letting you and Rick pick first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with St. Pius. Okay. Well, Cartersville's got a pretty good defense. they got a pretty good offense, too. They're they're a pretty well rounded team. St. Pius doesn't like to throw the ball. In fact, their their quarterback is Dennis O'Shea. No relation. Spells it different. Okay. <laughs> He's with the EA, isn't he? He threw yes. He threw two touchdowns last week against Loganville. Their win over Loganville, and that was his number two and number three touchdown passes of the year. So no, they, they don't throw much at all. I think Cartersville. They've got some stuff to prove because they didn't play Blessed Trinity. That game got canceled. You're right. And You're right. It, it wasn't made up. And Blessed Trinity got the number one seed. Cartersville got the number two seed. And I think Cartersville, I think the Purple Hurricane has some things to prove to Blessed Trinity. I think I want to take Cartersville. That's a good point. Yeah, it is. Very and that good. that could be a motivating force. It could be. I mean, you know, if you're on that coaching staff, you know, we're trying to get to the Titans. Rick O'Shea, yeah, motiva- motivational speaker. Yeah, well, it goes back to what you and I said about, yeah. you know, like Rick made that point, and then we talked about if you're a team that's trying to get to the pinnacle and you know you can make a deep run, what do we say we would do? We'd bring them to the school, have a camp, yeah. keep them focused. Right. You know, as best we could, you know. So I'm going with 
Cartersville. I really didn't know who I was going to pick. And then I took what Rick said. So, but you're going for St. Pops. Well, I mean, I, I have no way of going back and retracting <laughs> that. No, no, what I'm getting at is that, and I, I, didn't I didn't get, get to hear the, the points. No, but really, St. Pops is always a, a formidable folk. They are, and that's, you know, what I'm going on. They're well coached. I'm sure they're going to be well disciplined. They just don't throw the football very much, as Rick alluded to. And then we got the six strength yellow jackets going over to Athens to play against Clark Central. The Clark Central Gladiators. Clark Central in the past has great tradition. They haven't been as successful in the recent past, but it seems like they're climbing back up again. So I think Calhoun has a tall task. I'm worried about Calhoun's quarterback after receiving an injury to his ankle in that football game against uh, Lydia Springs. This is a tough football game going to be, I'm thinking. You know, you got, as Rick said, Calhoun going on the road for the first time, you know. Last week was the first time they've been on the road in a playoff game mm -hmm. for, in a long time. But it reminds me just a little bit right quick of Chip Henderson's Calhoun Yellow Jacket baseball team a few years ago. Went on the road and got to the semifinals. You know, they had been used to hosting first-round games, second-round games. But they started out by going over to Morgan County. And they went somewhere in southeast Georgia. And then they beat another. It may have been Lovett on the road. They beat Lovett. I think it was. Yeah. And then the next game, they went over to North Hall, who wound up being the eventual state champion in that. So, I'm believing in the Yellow Jackets. I hope I'm right for once. <laughs> Yellow Jackets over Gladiators. What do you think, Rick? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the local team. I'm gonna say with Calhoun Yellow Jackets, um, Clark Central Gladiators are averaging in region playing their region playing 37.6 points a game. So they put up some points, but that, that 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 brings in Calhoun's calling card, I believe, the defense. So we'll see. That'll be quite a matchup. You know, they're putting up 37 and a half points a game. Do you know by chance? Did you find anywhere how much Calhoun is allowing? No, I, I wasn't able to find that out. But just some comparisons, Clark Central's got a running back on their team. Um, I believe it's a, no, he's a receiver, Jaron Mock. Mm -hmm. 884 yards mm -hmm. in the air this year. Mm -hmm. uh, and he also plays defense. He's got 36 solo tackles from plays in the secondary. Calhoun, you know, they're not without their own tools. Um uh, like what you, what you said, uh, Christian Lewis, the quarterback, mm -hmm. hopefully his ankle is mended up and back to 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry Ames, yeah. you know, over 1,000 yards rushing, consistent. consistent. Uh, you might – maybe 11 or 1,200. I'm not sure exactly how much. But, but the thing that really impresses me with that is he's been consistent through – even with Lesser Trinity, even with uh, uh, Cartersville, he's over 100 yards. So – he put some, some yards, you know, out there for the team to, to work around. And then you got a receiver, Cole Spear. Oh, explosive. He's got over 1,000 yards in the air. Very explosive. So, I saw something last week just before Kevin gets to make his pick uh, at the game against Lithia Springs. Uh, obviously, Haynes was the bell cow, you know, carrying, carrying, carrying. Right. But then they did something different. They put Cole Spear back in the Wildcat, so to speak. And he's a very explosive uh, athlete. Got speed, plays on the outside, plays cornerback on defense, returns kick, 
kicks, I'm sorry. But he's a very deep threat on offense and also he is a very dangerous weapon as a uh, return specialist. So we'll see what happens. What do you think, Jeff? Well, uh, I tell you, I think uh, we're still talking about the Calhoun game, right? Yes, sir. Clark Central, very tough team. Yes. Calhoun's going to have their hands full. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the Jackets are going to come out victorious, though. I think they're going to go down there, and uh, they're going to come back with a win. Well, like we said, the defense – very good for Calvin. Against Lithia Springs, you know, the, the opening drive, Lithia Springs went down and just gashed the Jackets on that opening drive. Yeah. And then they got a couple more touchdowns in the first half. However, after some adjustments after the first half, the defense of the Yellow Jackets pitched a shutout. They did not give up any more points. So, I think they have a chance, you know. And a good thing, if they get this win over Clark Central, I think my understanding is that possibly Coffee County or the winner between Coffee County and who, who's that, Rick? Coffee's going against. Uh, yeah, let me look here. Um, the winner of this game takes on the winner of Coffee County and Stars Mill. Okay. Um, I think Coffee County, are they number three seed? Can you tell? Does it say? Yes, number okay. three. Well, if Coffee County should knock off Stars Mill and Calhoun knocks off. Um, Central. Clark Central. Next week's game would be at Calhoun because I think they've already done the flip for the quarterfinal round. Oh, yeah? Yes. And if they go against it when two, you know, if they're mm-hmm. tied. So if, Clark, if uh, Calhoun knocks off Clark Central, Calhoun will be the number three seed. If Coffee County knocks off Stars Mill, then that matchup would be at the Reeves. So that would, that would be good. However, if Stars Mill wins that game, all the flipping is irrelevant. They'll be higher seed, so, you know, Calhoun would have to go to, I think that's in Fayetteville, maybe, in Fayette County, just below Atlanta. Maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah. At least it's not down there near the Florida line. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> in Douglas, Georgia, because that's where Coffee County is. All right, so we're believing in the Yellow Jackets to, to get the victory. You did say Yellow Jackets, right, Kev? I did. Okay, so they're capable. They're very capable. For only $14.99 a month, you and your entire family can speak to a U.S. doctor 24-7, 365 days a year. You can do a video chat or a phone consultation from your home or while on the go. Plus, you get a free digital prescription card, allowing you to save 10 to 60% off your prescriptions at the pharmacy. Give yourself and your family the peace of mind of My Doctor Plan for only $14.99 a month. Get your plan now at MyDoctorPlan.com or call 678-648-1047. Jerusalem Grill, 1444 U.S. 41 North Calhoun, Georgia, serving up great Mediterranean dishes. They are sure to have something for the entire family. Stop in and try something new today. Jerusalem Grill, now located at 1444 U.S. 41 North in Calhoun, Georgia. Also, be sure to check them out on Facebook. Unique Auto Glass serving Calhoun and the North Georgia area is always there for you. As we know, a cracked windshield will only get worse over time. And it's the law in most states that you must replace a vehicle's windshield if it's cracked. So remember, you Unique Auto Glass, the clear choice in auto repair and replacement. Call 706-625-8683. Keep that ride always looking new. 
Take it to JJ's Auto Detail and Cleanup Service, located at 258 Baker Circle, Southeast Calhoun, Georgia. Call 706-629-0942. That's 706-629-0942. JJ's Auto Detail and Cleanup Service. Pete's Music City at 115 South Wall Street, Calhoun, Georgia, has all your music needs from guitars to kazoos, fiddles, banjos, harmonicas, ukuleles, drums, oh, and did I mention, they also have a great selection on PA gear as well as sheet music and all your musical accessories. Pete's Music City offers lessons on many different instruments, and when it comes time for your student to play in the school band, Pete's Music City has several payment options available. Even the group Alabama sang about the famous music store that's been helping musicians for just over 50 years. Are you hungry for some really great pizza? Try Trackside Pizza and Pub, located at 116 Park Avenue, right here in Calhoun. We are more than just pizza. We have wings, salads, baked lasagna, specialty pies, desserts, and so much more. And remember to join us for delicious lunch every weekday from 11 to 2. Trackside Pizza and Pub, located at 116 Park Avenue, Calhoun. Hit Mix Music USA, along with Calhoun Wholesale Food Outlet, 118 WC Bryant Parkway, Calhoun, are doing it again, giving you a chance to win a free, complete prepared Christmas meal, consisting of one 8 to 10 pound spiral ham, two pounds of mashed potatoes, two pounds of baked beans, two pounds of macaroni and cheese, two pounds of potato salad or macaroni salad or coleslaw, your choice. One dozen brown and serve rolls and one eight-inch apple or pumpkin pie, your choice. To win, all you have to do is listen for Santa to go ho, 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 anytime. Then be sure to like and share the Hit Mix Music Facebook page. One lucky listener will be selected from all the entries that heard Jolly St. Nick by 12 a.m. Friday, December 18th. Good luck and Merry Christmas from Calhoun Wholesale Food Outlet, 118 WC Bryant Parkway, and Hit Mix Music USA. We're going to move on to Class 2 light, double light. Give us the background there, Rick. Well, Fannin County won the region, and they were uh, number one seed coming out, sixth rank in the state. And if I'm not mistaken, they are in the same region as uh, Gordon Central. Yeah, region and, 7? Yep, they're so, Region 7 with Pepperell, Coos, and all those things. Yeah. Here's a trivia for you, Mike and Kevin. This is the first time Fannin County's made it into the second round since 2005. So they're hungry. They, uh, I'll say that's true. <laughs> yes. so, Can I so, find a friend? <laughs> no, that, that's, that's a fact. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Save that lifeline. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pepperell, kind of surprising. They were a number 2 seed. They lost to Lovett. Uh, and the model Blue Devils, they were a number three seed. They ran past Washington, a number two seed, 28-14. That surprised me. It, it, me too. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you something about that. Uh, I, I don't think model used their players the way they should have against um, Norville. Of course, that was a game we were tied at 20. Uh, they've got a female kicker. I don't know if she's still there. Carolyn Hodges is her name. Freshman, now you got the pressure on you as first year freshman, and then you got the pressure because you're a female freshman playing on. I know I'm gonna probably get calls on. You know, uh, generally a man's game. You know, she had a chance to win as time runs out with a field goal, hits the left upright at Snorville. So, but since then, I think she's done pretty good. I think she's shaken the jitters off and uh, has actually produced pretty good. Um, but model. Beat Washington last week, and I got my nose. I want to double check on something on that first. And uh, 
the fourth team in that region, Chattooga, they lost to South uh, Atlanta. That's so, a respectable score, 26-14. Yeah, yes, it is, mm-hmm. to South Atlanta, uh, number one seed. So, mm-hmm. so we have Model and Fannin County advancing from uh, Region 7. The other region, uh, Region 5 in 2A, Callaway won by forfeit. They're the fifth-ranked team in the, in the state, mm-hmm. and they haven't played since the middle of November, though, around, I think, the 13th. We'll, we'll check on that here in just a moment. They won by forfeit. Uh, Heard County won at home against Union County. Uh, Bremen defeated Elbert County. And Harrelson, this kind of, well, it, it did, but it didn't. Harrelson County lost to Rabin County. Um, Raven County, number two in the state. But you know they got the stud quarterback. Yes, yes. The Stockton kid, Gunner. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, let me tell you just real quick before we move on further. Our protege, Mr. Kevin Casey, he has ridden the back of the Harrison County Rebels. He stuck with them religiously this year. And he believed in that running game. And I don't know what that final score was. Did you have it? For the um, Raven County uh, Harrelson game. Yes, I do. Just a second. He's, He's like a scout. He comes prepared. Yeah, it was 35 to 7. And I told Kevin, after we make picks, yeah. <laughs> he, he thought that it could be an upset. So I told him, I said, in order for it to be an upset, or in order for uh, Harrelson County to beat Raven County, it's going to have to be raining like crazy. That way Stockton may not be able to grip the ball or, you know, be as proficient as he's been. But I like the kid, Kevin, though. Yeah. But he, if he finds something, he believes in it. And he sticks with it. That's what I like about him. That's what I like about him. So, Fanny County, sixth rank, number one seed. Advancing to the second round for the first time since 2000 and what, Rick? Since 2005. 2005. Sorry, and they're going to be playing against uh, the Rebels. Love it. Love it. You know, Love it's a familiar name around these parts. Yeah, right? they're, you know, they're, has played them several times. Yes, they're they're the kind of team that they're they're generally always good. Always good. And sometimes they're better than good. Better than good. Yeah. So always well coached. Yes, and uh, they're they're never easy. I'm, I'm, You've always got to really prepare for them. Yeah, that's right. You can't overlook them. No. And their, their, their coach, if I'm not mistaken, his name is Mike Muschamp. Yes. He's the brother of uh, former Will. South Carolina coach Will Muschamp, a name familiar in this area. I know Will attended high school over at Donington. Yes. He played at Georgia. And I, I, I want to say, and help me on this one, Mike, there was, a, there was one or two Muschamps that played at uh, R. Murchie. Mm-hmm. Were, were there not? I don't know if they're all in the same family or – Closely related, but I want to say uh, I'm not for sure, but it seems like there's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Seems like there's a possibility that one or two may have been in a merchant. You know, uh, I can't really recall correctly, but or to say for sure, Greg, but um, you, you said something. Love it. Always good. You can't yes. overlook them. No, no. they're going to be well coached, Kevin. You know, and I meant to say mention this earlier about. Like Cedar Grove. Cedar Grove and Calhoun have had some interesting matchups. Oh, yeah, in right. The past. Yeah. In fact, there's a tight end right now for Oklahoma State. His name is Jelani Wood, I believe. He went there from Cedar Grove as a quarterback. But, man, he looks like a monster now. He don't look like a quarterback. <laughs> he may have a quarterback's mind, but that body, yeah, it's not a quarterback's body. 
You know, but like Cedar Grove, you know, like I said, they they they've been in these parts before. And I was gonna mention that earlier, but it's just like love it. So you gotta be ready. So Fannin and Love it. That's gonna be a good football game. Is that who we got, Rick? Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who do you think's gonna come out on top? Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with Love it. I'll go with Love it on this one. What do you think, Big Daddy? He took the words right out of my mouth. Love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. You get away from the mascot, the rebel. Yeah. Harrison County Rebels, Fannin County Rebels. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Fannin County. Ooh, I, I think, I think, think after being so long away, you know, they're a good-looking team, big team. They're fast. I had a chance to see some film on them. I won't be surprised if they love it win, but I think the fact that Fannin County hadn't been there or been this defense so long, I think it'll be a motivating force for them to get to victory. Well, you're pretty good, old son, but I think you're going to regret Okay. That rebel I think it'd be a good ball. <laughs> And as Rick talked about, model, you know. Uh, yeah. The Blue Devils, they surprised me by beating Washington last year. No, I, I got to back up. It's Callaway and Love It. I'm sorry. Callaway and Love yeah, It. Yeah, Callaway and Love It. Well, when Fannin County and Love It play, we'll stick with the same thing. When yes. Play. Yes. It's yes. Uh, I, I was looking right out here and I seen Callaway. But, but Callaway uh, and Love It. Yeah, I'm still going to go with Love It. Callaway hasn't played since like November 13th. Well, I know you said that. I'll take love it. I love it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking with love it. Yeah. And so, it's model model playing uh, Raven County. Yes. I remember seeing that now. I remember seeing that. And the reason I remember it, let me tell you, Rick, and the caveman, uh, when model played Gordon Central Saturday or so ago, mm-hmm. I saw a gentleman on the model sideline, and it was the legendary... Lynn Honeycutt. He's a coach. Purple. He was Mm -hmm. a head coach. Won a state championship, I do know. Played at Georgia. He had as much energy as some of those young coaches out here. Well, his son coaches my Steve Honeycutt. Uh, Jeff. Jeff Honeycutt, yes. He's head coach. You're right. I did not know that until that day. Oh, okay. But uh, I saw Lynn Honeycutt, so they got a tall task. Going up against the Raven County uh, Wildcats, I think. Was was, – Carolyn Hodges, the, the, the girl, was she still kicking for model against uh, Gordon Central? Do you remember? So I, I just found that an interesting I, you know, byline. Uh, I can't recall. Uh, Whoever they, they had kicking didn't miss any. Okay. <laughs> she, <laughs> PATs for sure. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you something, and you, you may have noticed this watching model play against yeah. Gordon Central, but when they played Sonoraville, uh, and let, let me run this in first. First time in six years models made it to the second round. Mm-hmm. So, but they've got a running back, Joe Wallace, Joseph Wallace, mm-hmm. big guy, mm-hmm. and it seemed like every time he got the ball against Sonoraville, it was four to six yards. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he got tired in the second half, but they didn't use him as much. And that, that's my guess is because this was our first game of the season, very few practices, mm-hmm. if any, in, in some cases, and. It was a nice August night, but uh, and of course the seasons moved back two weeks. But Joseph Wallace, boy, he was a workhorse in the first half, and the second half, I, I think he was getting tired. They were giving him a break because he wasn't running as much in the second half. But I'll tell you what, he was just—he was a monster um, coming through that line. And you pointed out about early in the season conditioning, probably played. Uh, yeah, you know, was the cause for that. 
and you know you have cramps and all that area, and, you know so but, I mean you're right because he was a stud and I, I'm gonna throw this one out you're talking about the uh, Raven County quarterback mm-hmm. uh, Gunner Stockton mm-hmm. he is the nation's consensus number one yep. dual threat quarterback among juniors yep. Really Which means yeah. Raven County is going to get him back next That's year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, just right quick before before we forget about it, he's already committed to South Carolina. You think that commitment will stand with Muschamp being gone now? Ah, uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he, he may. There's a possibility. Yeah, that he look look looks elsewhere. I, I I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now here's the other thing about that is that Mike Bobo could get the permanent job as a South Carolina coach and him 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 being a quarterback may know how to keep him yeah. on his commitment. Of course Shane Beamer, uh, the son of the former Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer, is also in the running for that job. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Yes it will. Well yeah. they've got a year to, to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South Carolina is probably saying, Hey, we got dibs on him. You know, stay away. We talked about Fannin County. They will be playing at home against Heard County. I think Fannin County will take this. Me too. I'll, I'll go with Fannin County. What about it, Kay? Fannin County. Fannin County. Uh, Heard County's had some success this season. Uh, and now we have the Bremen Blue Devils, who have been kind of up and down this year. Kevin and I had some fun talking about the Bremen Blue Devils versus the Bowden Red Devils. And yeah. Both of them are still playing, Kevin. Yeah. We'll talk about Bowden a little bit, but both of them are still playing. Bremen. Is playing South Atlanta. I'm going to pick Bremen. Are you? Yeah, I, I, I know Chituga looks like they played a pretty good game against South Atlanta. Uh, I expected more out of Bremen this year, and that may sound a little crazy because they lost a couple games. What I'm saying that I didn't think they were going to lose. I, I don't think it sounds crazy. Uh, Bremen looked pretty good last year, and uh, the first this year they they seem to be doing a lot of what they were doing last year. Yeah, well, they were and, successful last year. Their mm-hmm. coach is. The son of the legendary, Art, I'm sorry, grandson of the legendary Art Russell used to be at Georgia. Mm-hmm. And his son, Art's son, Jay Russell, was a quarterback, I'm sorry, was a head coach at Gordon Central some years back. So now, Art's grandson and Jay's son is the head coach for the Bremen Blue Devils. They're on the road against South Atlanta. I'm picking Bremen. And a lot of that. I, I just want to let you know, Bowden got edged out of the playoffs. They did? Yeah. Uh, uh, Heard, Heard County they, nudged them out. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought I saw, of course, I saw Bowden somewhere. Maybe, they, maybe it was like this. You may be right. But uh, you, I think you're, you're more prepared than I am. <laughs> he I, came to rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Bremen, too. I, I think the, uh, the Blue Devils have just. They, they, they remind me a lot of Lovett on, on a lower scale. Uh, you know, they, they, they play down in that little pocket where there's like an island of emptiness. You're right. And That's how their field is. Yeah. yeah. And they, they always, uh, they, they do very, they, they're good to, to very good year in and year out. And I think the second round matchup with South Atlanta, they, they travel to South Atlanta. I don't think it's as big of a travel uh, for them. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Bremen. with Bremen. Okay, and you you, you said that about their venue. Yeah, and uh, they're solid, Kevin. 
Uh, let, let me let me correct myself now. Yeah, Bowden is in. I, I was thinking they were in two A, yeah. but but they're in one A. Yeah. They're they're region one A. So you 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 bought this plethora of information. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Bremen. You going with Bremen? Okay. It's gonna be a good matchup. The Bremen Blue Devils going on the road to take on South Atlanta, and I'm using something that I don't always use. Chattooga had some ups and downs this year, but looks like they played South Atlanta pretty good. Yeah. 26-14. So that's not a, a bad score at all. No, no it's not. Yeah. Uh, not when you travel from uh, Somerville yeah. you know, all the way down to South, at, South Atlanta. You're right. So yeah, You're right. You're right. And I can't imagine many of the fans are able to make that track down there. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. You know, as you exactly. said, you know, very respectable yeah. score. And with COVID and everything going on, and that reminds me, a Calhoun game last week over in uh, Douglasville against Lydia Springs. Mm-hmm. Calhoun had more fans than the really? whole standing line did. Wow. So, you well, know. you know, what is there to do on a Friday night in Somerville? Yeah. <laughs> enough said. Enough said, enough said. I think they got a Waffle House over there. <laughs> let, let, let's move up to uh, the 6A class in Region 5. Now. Well, the uh, uh, Carrollton. Was the number one seed there, and they they beat uh, Wonder Barrel last Friday, fifty-five to seven. That, now to give a comparison when we talk about a respectable score, fifty-five to seven is not a respectable score. So, okay, the number two seed and twelfth ranked team in uh, Region Five, the Rome Wolves, they downed uh, Habersham Central, thirty-five to seventeen. Third seed Alexander and number four seed Douglas County, they were both beaten. Alexander fell to Dakula. 49-24, and now this is, this can be considered a respectable score. Douglas County lost to Buford, 48 to nothing. So, but and one thing about Buford, and I, I, you got to give it to them. Uh, I think they're the Wolves uh, down in Buford. Yeah, you you really got to give it to Buford because you hear these teams like. Uh, Cedar Grove, we won. They won three state championships. Going for number four. Oh, that's great. Uh, other team, 18, 20 years consecutive region win, you know, region titles. But Buford are now playing, looking for a 6A state championship. And if they get that, there will be only one class that they've not won a championship in in the last, what, 20 or 30 years? So they won one in class A, 2A, 3A, 4A. 5A, now looking for 6A. And, of course, uh, the 3As, we saw that with the Calhoun for, I think they set a record of most times, was it five? Yeah. That they played five consecutive state championship games. Mm-hmm. So, yep, certainly. So, so definitely that, that 50 or 48 to nothing loss uh, for Douglas County. Hold your heads up high. You kept them under 50. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. We'll, we'll look for a positive out of that. There you go. So, in... Class 6A, the 12th Rome Wolves will be on the road. Yep. And they will be taking on River Ridge. I think Rome has hit their stride, kind of. You know, they, they've been hot as of recently. I, I think the last three or four games, you're right. I think that they hit their stride. They were a little shaky, mm-hmm. uh, starting with Rockmark. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. were trailing most, yeah. most of that game. Yeah. And from what I understand, they probably were fortunate enough to win that game. Yes, I think uh, Javon Watley went down mainly with cramps yeah, from exactly. what I understand. Yeah. And Rowan was able to pull that one out. They went through the middle of their schedule and kind of shaky. Are they going to win or not? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, But the last three or four games, they 
they they put it away, and now they're going to go uh, Ridge uh, River Ridge. The Knights are located in Woodstock. So, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Rome. I I think they've uh, they're still wrong. I think they hit their stride. You you, you gave me that word. I'm going to go. With it, you know. uh, what do you think, Kev? I'm gonna to have to go with you guys, uh, Rome. Yeah, I think Rome will win this one game also. And then the ninth-ranked Carlton Trojans are at home, taking on the Yellow Jackets. Yes, from Sprayberry. So we got the Sprayberry Yellow Jackets, the Rockmark Yellow Jackets, and the Calhoun Yellow Jackets. Calhoun Yellow Jackets. Um, Carlton, the Trojans take care of the Yellow Jackets. I think I'm gonna go with you too. Uh, I'm going to go with Carrollton. Yeah, Carrollton on this one. Yeah. 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 yeah pretty good. Well, and, and Sprayberry, I, I think, and one of the reasons I say that, Sprayberry is, is a, a pretty good team, but that was their first playoff win in the 65-year history. Really? Uh, at Creepy last week. Okay. Uh-huh. So There's that I, word, I but. They, <laughs> I think they've hit their high. and I agree. Yeah. So, all right, Rick, we're moving on to Class 4A. Folks, Rick has all this stuff laid out for us in exemplary form. You know, he's got it all typed and looking real good. And to get down to the nitty-gritty, I like it. He's got some handwritten notes over there. <laughs> you can't do it out there. No. That's why I like the, when the uh, rubber meets the road, you know. Yeah. So you got to have that. So. We're in Class 4A, Rick. Give us a little background here. Well, the Bulldogs out of Cedar Town, they're 7th ranked uh, in the state. They were the second team on our list of teams that won by forfeit over yeah. Arabia Mountain last mm-hmm. week. Uh, the second seed in Class 4A, uh, Region 7, and this kind of struck me as a surprise. Well, you took the word right out of my mouth. Yeah. That's what I was going about. Okay. Yeah. Northwest Whitfield beat Stevenson by a score of 28-24. to mm-hmm. And from what I understand, the Bruins were trailing 28-4, to four, or, uh, 24 to 13 Halfway through the fourth quarter. Oh, they, they come out with a 28-24 victory over a strong, I'm sure, Stevenson Jaguar team. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would have loved to have been there to see this game. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, of course, the number three and the number four seed, uh, seed teams, uh, they lost uh, Heritage out of Catoosa. Lost to eighth rank Hapeville. Is it Hapeville or Hapeville? Hapeville. Hapeville, okay. Six to nothing was that score. And then uh, number four seed, Central Carroll. I, I get in trouble with this one, too, because I'm used to Central Carrollton. Yeah. 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 But usually when you got the Central Carroll fans around, they give you a dirty look. You know. <laughs> but they got beat by uh, number one Maris. And there's another uh, traditional yeah. football team yeah. around the state. Yeah. Uh, 49 to nothing yeah. was the yeah. final score. Beautiful venue they have down at Maris High School. Very, very exclusive-looking uh, venue. Very, very neatly kept. Uh, Medicare's lawn, you know, even in the wintertime. So, Central Carroll, we had their softball team as part of our tailgaters. That's right. Back from a uh, softball game, Rick. And they stopped in here at Tommy's Tailgater. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and uh, they were a softball team coming back. And Maris did take care of them pretty good, didn't they? Yeah, that's... uh, And, And of course, Maris is... uh, They're traditionally Yes. Yes. And, and like you said, Hateville. Kevin and I were talking about Hateville... Uh, I think it was Charter, Charter School, and they, they, they've had some success, but they took care of the uh, Heritage of Catoosa. So, in this Region 4, second round, 
A team that I think has really been playing well. Cedartown will play host to North Oconee, the number three seed, three seeded team out of Region Eight. Cedartown, they lost to Rockmart, and they lost to Calhoun. Ever since then, they've been running and burning. Right. And yes. you know, games like that can get you prepared as your season, you know, goes through. Right. Calhoun beat them fourteen to seven. Ever since then, they they have really been on a roll. You know, they lost to Rockmart in a right. inter-county matchup, battle of Polk County uh, teams. I got to go with Cedartown. Go with Cedartown. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Cedartown, too, because North Oconee, you, you realize they're the only number three seed left in uh, the four action. Uh, out of, uh, only number three team left. They started the season 0-4 and, and then ended up uh, with a, a good season. They got the... Uh, the number three seed, so they, they won some games. But I think Cedartown has played more consistent, mm-hmm. and I think they've got probably a better all-around team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with Cedartown. Yeah, and you said that. You made me feel good about my pick-off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Bulldogs, Cedartown. Northwest Whitfield, who we just talked about. Traveling down to Clayton County to take on Riverdale, just south of Atlanta. I don't know much about these – I think they're the Raiders, and I could be wrong, Riverdale. They, I, I believe, believe they, they are. are. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, they're Raiders, yeah. You're right, Kev. Now, well, well, the last few games of the season when we was doing Snorville, I was looking up uh, points per game. And Rockmart was battling one and two, one and two, about uh, least points given up per game. Um, North Murray was right around eighth. For the last few weeks, and uh, who was Lafayette? It was like, like number ten. That's a surprise. Yes, it was. It was a very big surprise. So when I'm, I'm looking at this in a four A action, you know, Riverdale's only given up seven and a half points per game, and that's number two in in four A. Answer my question, Riverdale. Oh, so over Northwest. I hope I'm wrong. Local team right up the road there, <laughs> but hey, this is business. I, Rick let it out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd I like to see Northwest win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm pulling for Northwest. Absolutely. Yeah. I was surprised they got past the first round. I was too. Really. But uh, so business is business, like you said, Mike. I'm, I'm going to have to pick Riverdale. Yeah. I think we're all three in agreement on this one tonight. Uh, I've kind of followed this Riverdale team uh, throughout the years, and this year's been one of the better years for them. Uh, probably since the late 80s, early 90s. So, uh, yeah, I'm picking Riverdale on this one. With that being said, we're going to go down to 1A Public. Where, where Bowden is. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and look at that, Rick. All right. Uh, and, and, of course, if, if you're not familiar, Georgia... Which, which I agree with for the past so, several years. They have done the Class 1A public schools mm-hmm. and the Class 1A public or private schools. Privates are like Darlington. Who are, you know, it used to amaze me back in the 80s. <laughs> you look at a program for Darlington who were playing in our region against Calhoun and yeah. uh, Bremen and you know, mm-hmm. places like R. Murchie. And you'd see Joe Smith from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dante Duarte from Pennsylvania. I mean, they may have had one person from Georgia, not Floyd County, but from Georgia. Just from the state. Everybody else is like a recruitment you know, poster. But And so I, I was glad that they did that when they uh, separated the, the public and the private schools. Yeah. I think it makes it more uh, competitive. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Because you talk about recruiting. There's no recruiting in, in high school. So, but uh, but when you're a private school like that, you can. You're right. So, so one A public schools, the uh, number one seed, Bowden Red Devils. They beat Wilkinson County thirty-five to six. Gordon Lee, the Trojans, who uh, there, there's another team in Northwest Georgia that's always you know, always prepare for them. Don't ever underestimate them. They uh, shut out Georgia Military Academy yeah. fifty-six to nothing. Uh, number three seed, Mount Zion. They lost. Uh, well, they suffered a 60 to 14 loss to Warren County, mm-hmm. and then Best Academy. Boy, I tell you what, this surprised me too. Best Academy, the number four seed, playing at the number one seed, Hancock Central, lost 24 to 22. Oh, what a heartbreaker! Yes, uh, I think the surprising thing to me is it's a number four team that almost end up upsetting a number one seed. So. I don't know. I can't remember what the V stands for. I know the E is for engineering, science, technology. Technology. Um, I can't remember. Is it business? I think it is business. I think you're right. I, I thought business. it was just better. <laughs> <laughs> well, they hope to be better than uh, I'll next tell you, year. They lost. But I'll, I'll tell you what, for a team like that, I mean, yeah. that's something to build on. When you I coach us for next year, say, hey, yeah. we took it right to the number one seed, Hancock yeah. Central, last year at their home. At their home. And... Lost by two. A field goal would have got us a win. In- yeah. Well, we got these lo- the local teams in that uh, region coming up. Uh, Bowden will play host to the number two seed in Leavenworth-ranked Washington Wolves Tigers. I'm going with Bowden at home. Uh, yeah, I am too. Uh, I don't think Bowden is ranked. But uh, I think at home... Mm-hmm. You know, again, just like Bream, they're they're in that little island of emptiness. And you know, Kevin, you said, what else is there to do? Like in, uh, some, same thing down uh, Bowden Bremen area. That's what folks live for. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, Friday night football. Yeah, that's, exactly, exactly. That, that's that's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah, these kids are aware of that. You know, when they're coming up, mm-hmm. and they dedicate and commit themselves to getting ready. Well, you seen that uh, the movie uh, Hoosiers? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Great movie. The Hoosiers, uh, they go to the state championship. The entire town shut down. Mm-hmm. Businesses locked, doors, you know, home. <laughs> I, I, I think the impression they gave you, everybody in that town left to go watch them play. Exactly, yeah. It's not to that point, but it's almost, I mean, that, that gives you a good idea what football is like yeah, exactly, in, in Bowden, in Bremen, and yeah. places like that. Yeah. So being a, a second-round playoff game at Bowden, got to go with Bowden. Yeah. I agree. Bowden. Great <laughs> And then we have the Gordon Lee Trojans traveling over to Commerce, Georgia, home to Hal Lamb and Ray Lamb and Bobby Lamb. <laughs> it's going to be a tough matchup for Gordon Lee. And I'm going to tell you, I saw Gordon Lee play. They're a good ball mm-hmm. team. Got some good-looking athletes. I think they got a tall task going over to Commerce. I'm just going to pick Commerce in a close ball game. What do you think, David? I'm thinking you're right on this one. This is going to be difficult. Uh, Commerce uh, is going to have everything ready. And 
the opponent there better be ready as well. But uh, I think uh, just for the simple fact that uh, everybody is going to be rooting and pulling for Commerce, they're going to take the win. Well, home field will be. Oh, yeah, home field advantage will be the big factor there. Yeah, I'm. I agree with Kevin. I think these two teams, I think it's going to be close, and I yeah. think the difference is going to be the home field. Yeah, yeah I think it will be close, too. So, Commerce will handle, from our perspective, Gordon Lee. All right, let's move into the Class A private, right? Oh, uh, and now these teams, I, I'll just tell you now, I, I don't know a whole lot about. Um, so we're flying by the, the, the cuff of our pants, so to speak. But the number one seed, and we're focused on Region 7. Um, Christian Heritage, shout out Kings Ridge, 38 to nothing. Number two seed, well, and Christian Heritage is fifth rank in the state. North Cobb Academy is eighth rank, third number two seed. They beat Lakeview Circle, 28 to seven. Darlington, the number three seed, was a winner over Mount Pisgah. Mount Pisgah played out of Region 6. 28-21, a close game, but Darlington, the Tigers, coming out on top. But Mount Perrin fell to the second-ranked team, Fellowship Christian, by a score of 49-7 yeah. um, out of Region 6. That LCA team, Fellowship Christian. Yes. It's a very good team. In fact, I think they're the ones, Kevin, that tagged a loss on Christian Heritage. They're on yeah, the right there at the, the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah that first one. So, Christian Heritage will be at home for the second round, and they're going to host 10th-ranked uh, George Walton Academy. So, a, a battle of two top ten teams. I like Christian Heritage in this matchup. I do, too. I tell you, it's poised to make a deep run into the playoffs. Well, after talking to Coach Pogue and everything, he makes you believe that you're a winner. You know, he really, he knows how to motivate. Yeah, I see that quality in him. And he's he's a good motivational speaker. Uh, He poises himself great. uh, And I think he's just got that that relatable magnetism and everything that uh, gets the kids up and running. And they want, yeah, they want to go that extra step. So I, I see Christian Heritage going with a win on this. I'm going to go with Christian Heritage also. Now, the next matchup, as I think it's going to be a great matchup, North Cobb is on the road to take on Wesleyan. Mm. North Cobb is coming off a regular season defeat against Christian Heritage in a heck of a ball game. Yeah. They were looking for that matchup a long time. I don't know what Rick has told us who they defeated last week. Uh, Lengthy circle. Now they're on the road. I think they're going to pull off a victory on the road against Wesleyan. Uh, this is, uh, if you watch college, this is what you like. This is what those uh, ABC Saturday night football games are all about. You know, when you get like a number three and number seven or, you know, so. This is a number eight playing at number six. Uh, North Cobb at uh Wesleyan, mm-hmm. down in Norcross. Yep. And I think I'm going to agree. I think North Cobb's going to pull it out. I, I'm going to pick North Cobb. What do you think, DJ? Well, you know, I'm fairly much a North Cobb man. Uh, so I'm going to stick with North Cobb on this one. I think they're going to pull off a win. Well, here's one I'm interested to see who you're going to go with. Uh-oh. The Darlington Tigers <laughs> on the road. Going to Athens, Georgia. To take on the number one ranked 
Prince Avenue Christian Wolverines. Who you got? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Darlington on this one. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Darlington. What about you, Rick? Well, I've, I've kind of followed this uh, inadvertently, if, if that makes any sense, all year. But Prince Avenue has been number one start to finish so far. Been good. Yeah, they, they've beaten everybody, and, and they're right up there. As much as I want to pull for Darlington, I, yeah, I got you. I'm gonna have to go with Prince uh, Prince Avenue, and I'm gonna have to go with Prince Avenue Christian. Also, they have a good quarterback, and I cannot remember his name, but I do know Kevin that Prince Avenue was good enough to knock off. Raven County with Gunner Stockton early in the season. So that tells you a little bit of something about them right there. So if you're in high school and you can be the team that <laughs> is dominated by the pass game like uh, Raven County yeah. does, and you can cover the pass in high school, you're doing pretty good. Rick's made a couple of uh, uh, note, notations about teams that yeah. are not good against the pass. You know? He came prepared. Yeah, I did. So I, I'm going with that. I, Was I, I not supposed to? Prince <laughs> <laughs> Avenue over Darlington. I hope Darlington wins, but I just think that Prince Avenue is too strong. Yes. Yeah, I think they are. See, now you guys tell me all this and have me do my pick first. <laughs> well, you know, that's just how it is, Kev. When you're the man in charge. Well, I see, and that's just it. I am I'm so busy <laughs> doing other things. I don't have time to go and watch ball games. Well, at this time, we're going to take a break, play some bills. And we'll be back with more of the All Sports Show right after this. Care at Home is the leading in-home care provider service available to clients in Calhoun and North Georgia, offering seniors the services they need to remain independent and offering 24-hour care with a trained and knowledgeable staff. Call Lauren DePero at 706-280-6206 for a free in-home consultation and assessment today. Care at Home. 706-280-6206. Pete's Music City at 115 South Wall Street, Calhoun, Georgia has all your music needs from guitars to kazoos, fiddles, banjos, harmonicas, ukuleles, drums, oh, and did I mention they also have a great selection on PA gear as well as sheet music and all your musical accessories. Pete's Music City offers lessons on many different instruments and when it comes time for your student to play in the school band, Pete's Music City has several payment options available. Even the group Alabama sang about the famous music store that's been helping musicians for just over 50 years. Lobodequa Convenience Stores and Smoothie Bar at 401 Uth Caloga Street, Calhoun, 706-403-6121. Gonzalez Minor Auto Repair Shop, keeping your vehicle well-maintained. Call 706-264-4960. Need a good pre-owned vehicle? See Rick Foster and Terry Poe at Calhoun Auto Outlet 446 Highway 53, serving North Georgia for the past 25 years. Freight and Rail Brewing Company, 118 South Park Avenue, invites you to come in and try their local and regional homemade beers and ales. And be sure not to miss any of the great bands, game nights, or any of the other good times happening at Freight and Rail Brewing Company, 118 South Park Avenue, Calhoun. Habitat for Humanity's Restore of Gordon County is a proud supporter of Hit Mix Music USA and invites everyone to come by and visit our Restore, where we have flooring, doors, and windows, plus many other building and do-it-yourself needs. Located at 809 Uthkaloga Street, Calhoun, Georgia, Habitat for Humanity Restore of Gordon County is open Tuesday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. till 3.30 p.m. and Saturdays 8.30 a.m. until 12 noon. Habitat also pickups donations. Please 
please call the office at 706-625-9929 for details and complete information on pickups. Unique Auto Glass serving Calhoun and the North Georgia area is always there for you. As we know, a cracked windshield will only get worse over time. And it's the law in most states that you must replace a vehicle's windshield if it's cracked. So remember Unique Auto Glass, the clear choice in auto repair and replacement. Call 706-625-8683. For only $14.99 a month, you and your entire family can speak to a U.S. doctor 24-7, 365 days a year. You can do a video chat or a phone consultation from your home or while on the go. Plus, you get a free digital prescription card, allowing you to save 10 to 60% off your prescriptions at the pharmacy. Give yourself and your family the peace of mind of My Doctor Plan for only $14.99 a month. Get your plan now at MyDoctorPlan.com or call 678-648-1047. Hit Mix Music USA, along with Calhoun Wholesale Food Outlet 118 WC Bryant Parkway, Calhoun, are doing it again, giving you a chance to win a free, complete prepared Christmas meal consisting of one 8 to 10 pound spiral ham, two pounds of mashed potatoes, two pounds of baked beans, two pounds of macaroni and cheese, two pounds of potato salad or macaroni salad or coleslaw, your choice, one dozen brown and serve rolls, one 8 inch apple or pumpkin pie, your choice. To win, all you have to do is listen for Santa to go ho, 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 anytime. Then be sure to like and share the Hit Mix Music Facebook page. One lucky listener will be selected from all the entries that heard Jolly St. Nick by 12 a.m. Friday, December 18th. Good luck and Merry Christmas from Calhoun Wholesale Food Outlet, 118 WC Bryant Parkway, and Hit Mix Music USA. And welcome back to the All Sports Show right here at Big John Street Shop. I'm Kevin Casey along with our special guest Rick O'Shea and Mike Garrigan back up at the mic. And uh, Mike, why don't you tell us a little bit about some of the college games that are coming up? Well, we're going to have a few we're going to talk about. Uh, We've got Georgia Tech playing against NC State, uh, Alabama and LSU, Georgia and Vandy. And Iowa State, and I forget their opponent, Rick, but I'm sure you can get it in. West Virginia, okay. Well, Rick, let's talk about it. Well, let's hit on Iowa State. Uh, last game of the season for both teams, Iowa State's 7-2. and two. Right now, they stand alone at the top of the uh, Big 12 uh, conference. A loss, and they'll tie with uh, Oklahoma for the Big 12 championship. A win, they'll win the Big 12 outright, and they'll play in the Big 12 championship. But Iowa State looking to win the Big 12 championship. For the first time since 1902. So you're saying if they lose, they will tie with Oklahoma? Yes. Well, I can tell you right now that DJ Kevin Casey doesn't want Iowa State to lose. <laughs> he doesn't want Oklahoma having no part of any kind of championship. Well, Iowa State beat them earlier this year. First time in, in decades that Iowa State has beaten Oklahoma and Texas in the same year. Mm-hmm. So That's quite an accomplishment. Yes, that is. Yeah. So, but, uh, of course... Uh, and one game I wanted to hit on was Indiana-Wisconsin. A lot of storylines coming out of this. Yep. Okay, Indiana gave Ohio State all they could handle. I think they it was did. 49-42, the final score. Absolutely. And their quarterback, Michael Penix, mm-hmm. boy, he's just a monster back there. I mean, he's doing it all. The only thing is they're not much of a rushing team, but, boy, he can run the ball when he needs to, and he can put that ball in the air. put it in the air. But he's out for the season. Yeah. Uh, torn ACL. So, Indiana 5-1, and one, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how their season turns around. And they're playing Wisconsin. Wisconsin is 2-1, and one, but they've got no chance for the Big Ten Championship. Now, is this game going to be played 
in Indiana or at, at Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. So they're going the Hoosiers are going to have to leave the warm confines of Bloomington, Indiana, and head up to Camp Randall. That's it. To take on the Wisconsin um, Badgers. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But like, like I said, the big thing about that game is the the loss of the quarterback Penix. It, it's going to I think it's going to have a real major impact. On the end of the season. Well, yeah. Tennis is very impressive. Yes. And whatever bowls are going to be played this year oh, yeah. is going to have an impact on the bowl selection. You know, oh, yeah. You know, they're going to see Indiana, say, 6-2. and two. Mm-hmm. No, just, just throw it out there. You know, good record. Good record. But they're going to say, you know, the bowl selection committees are going to say, you know, if they had Penix, we would take them in a heartbeat. Exactly. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, he, he's an attraction to what bowl committees are looking for. Right. Yeah, so. so. You're right about that. Who do who you think will come out on top of this in this game? I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Yeah, I am too. I think they're going to pull it out. I am too. What about you, Kevin? Wisconsin, yeah. Okay. we got Alabama at LSU. On a Saturday night in Baton Rouge. Will Nick Saban be on the sideline? Alabama number one, they're 8-0. And the LSU Tigers are 3-4. and four. Disappointing 3-4. and four. The defending champion. Yes. That may be the worst record. Four defending champion the season before. At the four. Coach Ed Orgeron. But hey, maybe sometime when these not sometime, but when teams like this with a rivalry get together, you know, you can sometimes throw out the records. In this case, I don't think so. The tide rolls. You know, I've seen stranger things the iron <laughs> the iron bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and of course, the uh, Auburn and Georgia game. Georgia-Tennessee games are, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, odd right. things happen. Odd things happen. And Alabama's yeah. been involved in a few of them odd things, and I'm going to go on the, out on the, the limb and say LSU. In an upset. Yep. Leonard's losers in an upset. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Nick Saban, I'll give you a little time to think about it, Kev. Nick Saban was out with COVID last week. Will he be on the sideline this week? I don't know. I, I'm going to say yes, but uh, I can't say that for sure. Well, I don't think they missed him last week, do you? No. <laughs> they didn't miss a beat. What do you think, Kevin? I'm still yeah. thinking. No. <laughs> Bama. Oh, I think Bama. Over LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, like Rich said. Uh, Stranger uh, things have happened. Yes, you especially know. in Rouge on yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. You got one of the only fields that you'll see, you know, most of 10, 20, 30. Mm-hmm. Down in Tiger Stadium is 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. <laughs> you don't see them, on, you know, it's usually in 10s. Yeah. You know, pretty much is what I'm getting at. So. It's haunted. Yeah. So what do you think? You know, they got, got a cheerleader, a special cheerleader, Marie Laveau. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, think that, I think that one went over you. Special cheerleader? Yeah, the special cheerleader named Marie Laveau. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just caught me off guard, as you said. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're picking. I'm picking Alabama. Alabama. Rick's got the upset in mind. Yeah. And it could happen. It could. You don't ever know. Yeah. You don't ever know. Especially if they get out there with one of those hocus-pocus spells. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got Vanderbilt at Georgia this week. Wow, that'll be a close one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think George's only found him a quarterback, though. For all the two minutes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> JT Daniels has been looking real good for the dogs. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I think Vandy's winless. Am I correct? Yeah, they're 0-8. Yeah. 
I don't know how much longer they're going to stick with Derek Mason. Well, the, the whole focus now is uh, – and, and this brings up my question. Ever since it came up, uh, I had her name when I walked into this building tonight, the, the soccer kicker that they've uh, recruited to kick off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My question is, if I'm going to go get a kicker and I'm going to go to the soccer team, whether it's the men's team or the ladies' team, Mm-hmm. Why am I going to a goalie? Would I not want, you know, like one of the midfielders mm-hmm. who's kicking it all the time? Um, I, I, and I'm not saying that in a smart way. I'm just, right. I just don't understand why would you go and get a goalie to do your kicking. But, but a lot of focus on that game, of course, I want to take Georgia by a landslide. As much as they want. Yes. Yeah, the dogs are going to be barking all the way to the wind column. So I'm picking Georgia. Georgia Tech. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Georgia Tech is playing at North Carolina. Well, that's the Georgia Tech folks calling, right? Yeah. Got to give them a little inside information there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, that ought to be a pretty good game. North, Car- so. North Carolina, yeah. seven and three. So it's the Tar Heels that are playing. Yeah. Okay. And I'm on double check. Yeah. Well, if it's the Tar Heels, that's what I'm picking. They're a pretty good team. Played Notre Dame. Uh, pretty good. Tough last week. The number two ranked fighting. I'm sorry. It's a yeah. North Carolina State. Okay. Well, it's the Wolfpack. Yes, yeah, Wolf. Wolfpack. I'm still going to stay in the state of North Carolina and take the Wolfpack over Georgia Tech. Hmm. That game been playing at Raleigh. Yes. Okay. It's four o'clock game. Four o'clock game. Now Georgia Tech looked pretty good this past weekend against uh, Duke. Duke. You know, uh, at that point Georgia Tech needed a win. You know, uh, their quarterback looked really good. The Sims kid, he's a freshman. Of course, they got Kenny Cooper. I saw him back out there. The Snowball grad back on the old line, along with the Calhoun grad, uh, Jack D. Four. Yeah. Well, both of them look really, really good. And then I'll tell you who's a stud, man. The kid from Dalton, Jameer Gibbs, the running back, yes, yes. freshman. Uh, he got hurt in that game. But before he got hurt, he had two dazzling touchdown runs. So the Gibbs kid, in fact, Rick, he has come on the scene at Georgia Tech. And they had a kid that's pretty good himself by his own right. The kid from Rome, the Griffin kid. Yes, yes. And he did not get many uh, totes even with Gibbs on the sideline. They had the uh, they had two backs that were in front of him, and I was just kind of wondering what his situation was. I don't know if he's just kind of falling off because of lack of production or because those guys are giving so much production, you know. But anyway, Tech had some fun and things going down. Well, let me ask you this too. You, you mentioned the uh, DePore kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm, I'm curious. You remember back uh, '80s? Uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Russell DePore. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, his son. Okay, all yeah. right. But then Russell go to Georgia. Russell went to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Was a standout player. Yes, yes, okay. And Jack D. Ford is much bigger than his dad, Russell, I think. Oh, wow. I mean, Russell's mm-hmm. six, three years, whatever. But, and Jack's got a height, but Jack, he weighs more than Russell, no doubt. Oh. But the only thing is that I think he, Russell had a streak of nastiness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. He was a great player. Yeah. Did real, did real well at Georgia. But I, I believe that Jack, as big as he is and as well as he moves, he may have a, a, a chance to go to the next level. I really believe that. And my understanding is also Kenny Cooper, 
He's going to be back next year. Can he hurt his knee? Yeah. Um, uh, he's going to get an extra year. Don't get an extra think, year of eligibility. I think you get, you get five years to play for. Yeah. I think he's going to get I think he's, six. Yes. For a medical, yeah. Yes, I, I think that's right. I think it's going to be a medical. You know, as well. But he looked pretty good. I watched him because I know he was coming off an injury. But uh, the future looks bright, Tech. So. Well, let's find out when uh, Tech is off. And uh, – Maybe next year, mm-hmm. and see if Kenny's going to be up this way, and so he wants yeah, to sit yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll pick NC State. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. Okay. I, I think they'll do two in a row. Good, good. That'll be good for them. Likewise, Georgia Tech. Two in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other on the college level that we got? Uh, well, we got a, a odd Sunday night game. Okay. Uh, Washington State against USC. Uh, Washington State's one one. USC is ranked seventeenth. They're three zero. So one of the few times that uh, we see a college game being played on Sunday night. Not unlikely. Not unheard of. Not unheard of. But you know, it's just rare. I'll tell you when they mostly do it from uh, memory. Is usually on every day weekend. Yes. Yes. They have, a, they have a Sunday night game. I remember Florida State playing in a few Sunday night games. You know, back when they were. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Washington, Washington State, are they traveling down the Yeah, they'll be, LA? Uh, they'll be at the, uh, at least, uh, well, yeah. they'll be on yeah. yeah. So they're coming out of Pullman, Washington, headed down to Los Angeles County. Um, USC is 3-0 maybe, Rick? 3-0. I think the Trojans are a pretty good team. I think they're going to take care of Washington State. I know the sports writers and everything, and everybody on ESPN and other sports shows around the country. I, it was almost like they were pushing USC from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, it was I like agree with that. they were pushing USC to be undefeated, to be top ranked, to be you know, so they could finally maybe get a Pac-12 team into the college. All the first Pac-10, but Pac-12, yeah. you're right. Yeah, but. Uh, and I, I still yeah. think they're trying to do that. Yeah, I uh, think so. In a way. So, yeah. I'm going to go with USC. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. So. Definitely. You got the Trojans on both sides of this table. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, what is it they say? Don't think long, you think wrong. Study long, study long. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with them, too. Well, it's the Washington Huskies, and the Washington State, their nickname escapes me right now. I know they play out of Pullman, Washington, but. I just can't remember their name. We'll right into some professional picks uh, before we wind up here. Yeah. Our first game is the once-stopped-dead Atlanta Falcons, who Rick just informed us are not mathematically eliminated. They're still alive. They're still alive, Mike. Yeah. And uh, they, they could. And they showed yeah. it last week by yeah. beating the team out of Vegas. I know that forty-three to six. That was, you know, a shock to me, mm-hmm. no doubt. But I did pick the Falcons. If yeah, you remember. Not Victor Ryder. Yeah. So in other words, you were right and I was wrong. I think that's what you're trying to get out. I didn't say that. You didn't say that, but it is what it is, right? <laughs> what do you think against the uh Saints? Atlanta playing home. Wow, you know Saints. this we talked about this game before. Um because I used to you know, watch the Falcons and the Saints like I did the Falcons and uh Cowboys. And Falcons in Kansas City when yeah, they were playing, and I always had a difficult no, time. No, you're talking about the Raiders in Kansas City. That's what you're talking about. Well, yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, what you were talking about, that used to be, and it still is, but a big rivalry. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go 
with and or I, I don't know. I guess I'm gonna have to go with Atlanta. They've been on a winning streak, if that's what you want to call it. Um, well, if they won more than one in a row, they're on a streak. Yeah. Even if it's one, they've got a one winning streak. Uh, well, they've always done well against the Saints. Uh, yeah, these are two teams, when they get together, you can truly, honestly, forget about the records. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick Atlanta. You're going to pick Atlanta? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know last uh, couple weeks ago, I think they went down to New Orleans and lost. That, it's been a, just a couple weeks ago since they played their first matchup. Of course, they're in the same division, so they mm-hmm. play two times a year. But Drew Brees is out. Uh, Taysom Hill is at the control. And it's been like Rick has been saying about a couple of people here. You know, everybody thinks of Taysom Hill as a runner. But he's shown he can – well, he hadn't really had to throw it, but when he's had to throw it, he's thrown it. You know, I was going to say, he can pass the ball. Yeah, Saints are a good team. I'm picking New Orleans to win the game. Uh, so the Falcons still have their interim coach, Raheem Morris, so we'll see what happens. What do you think about it, Rick? Uh, this is always a good game. As you okay. said, you know, throw out the records. Yeah. But, so I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Okay. I think they'll, they'll pull it out at home. Yeah. So I know the Saints in that – Tough NFC South with uh, Tampa Bay, who sometimes looks like Tampa Bay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got Carolina, you know, the mm-hmm. Panthers. But anyway, our next game we're going to talk about in the NFL is the uh, Buffalo Bills traveling out to Santa Clara, California to take on the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to be playing in Arizona. They're going to Arizona. Yeah, Santa Clara okay. County is uh, okay. no no contact sports. Uh, for see see all this weeks. information Rick you got, man? Yeah, I know it. Man, we're going to have to change that flight. We're going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> you think we can get into Phoenix? I hope so. Okay, no, I don't know. Get there, but that's right. Yeah. He knows so, where all the – He knows, yeah. Yeah, all the and, non-COVID – Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that might not be a bad idea then, head that way. <laughs> I'd like the 49ers. Of course, this has been a season where home field hadn't really mattered. No. Hadn't mattered at all. But I think the 49ers are starting to kind of, they get some people back. You know, their quarterback's still out, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they got a running back that's back in the fold. And they got a young man that played at South Carolina, man. He's on the field. They're a different team. Debo Samuel. Yeah. Yep, so he's a weapon that they use really, really well. They get him the ball. They try to get it to him in his face, and defenders, you know, have a nightmare, especially cornerbacks and defensive backs trying to tackle him one-on-one. So I'm going with San Francisco. Who do you like? I like San Francisco in this one. I got to make a – really, okay, we're talking about when you said they were going – when initially the game was scheduled for uh, Santa Clara. Yeah. Or the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Being in Buffalo, in the northwest corner of the New York State, they just would had to fly straight across, basically, northern California. Now they got to take that diagonal uh, line and go down from the basically northeast to the southwest. southwest. Yes. So I think that's going to add some think so? problems. Well, you, you you didn't mention George Kittle with the uh, 49ers. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's out or not. Well, but it's him. Yeah, if he is out, they will, but he is just a monster. I remember he, he right. made his mark against the Saints here a couple of years yeah, ago. You're right, yeah. The 49ers were like fourth and 13. Mm-hmm. 
quick pass out to George Kittle on the side. He mm-hmm. got hit before the first down. Yeah. Ended yeah. up carrying three yeah. New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Got the first down That's about right. ten. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at that right now yeah. in my mind. Yes. I'm visualizing mm-hmm. that. And I'm thinking yeah. that guy is. Yeah, he is uh, a stud, yeah. yeah. But I, for some reason, I've always been kind of fond of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, back, uh, you know, back in the days, the, the heartbreak kids lose four Super Bowls in a row. And that, so I'm going to go with Buffalo. Yeah, I think they're going to pull it out. I was just thinking, that's a lot of pity. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they, weren't they losing to Pittsburgh? Let me tell you. <laughs> no. Let me tell you this. And I think what you're talking about is the Houston Oilers had them 38-31 to 31 yeah. in a playoff game. And Warren Moon might have been the quarterback for the Oilers. And I guess Kelly, Jim Kelly was maybe the quarterback. But anyway, they came back and won that game, 41 to 38. So was Earl Campbell still playing? No, Earl wasn't playing. Okay. But Thurman Thomas was a running back for Buffalo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But that was, I think that's what you might be talking about. So, anyway, who do you, you like, Buffalo or San Francisco? I, I thought I said San Francisco. Are you going Frisco? Okay. Right. Well, Buffalo's had, you know, like Rick said, they were four or five Super Bowls. Yeah, they come so close, so close. So, so, so mine is, is strictly a, a pity pick. You got to remember, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh, let's talk about a team that's really struggling. I like talking about them because they got Bill Belichick and they got uh, Cam Newton, who's still trying to find his way. But they're going to be playing the uh, surprise team, the Los Angeles Chargers. Not so much as far as winning and losing, but they have a rookie quarterback, man. The kid from Oregon, Justin Herbert, he's playing lights out. Uh, in order for the Patriots to still be in playoff contention, they must win this ball game at the new SoFi Stadium that the Chargers share with the Rams. I'm putting it on Belichick and Newton and the Patriots to get a win. I'm going to New England. I, I tell you what, I just really wish they'd figure out how to say that last name. Because I've seen it several times. Bobby Bobby Bear, spelled the same way. Exactly. So, okay, you know where I'm going with that. I know exactly where you're going. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with New England on that. So, but Likewise, anyway. New England. Okay, so we're picking the Patriots on the road. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a good matchup here. The Tennessee Titans, who are a really good football team, yeah. You know, they got a quarterback that, you know, he's not a superstar, but he's steady. Ryan Tannehill. And you can be steady when all you have to do is turn around and hand it to Derek. Derek Henry. There you go. Yes. <laughs> he's probably the leading MVP candidate. And then they got the kid out of Ole Miss who was a heck of a receiver named A.J. Brown. He can catch a little screen pass and take it to the house. And then they got a defensive-minded coach, uh, Bob Vrabel, that played for New England and Belichick. They're going to be playing host to the Cleveland Browns, who are like 8-3. and three. Rock and rolling, you know. Mm-hmm. You talk about a no, yeah. whole team. And they got a kid, that quarterback, that's kind of cocky, but he settled down and playing good football. The kid from Oklahoma. What's his name? Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. They got Nick Chubb in the backfield. Former right. Great. Former yeah. Cedartown Great. Yeah. So, and they got Miles Garrett on the defensive side. So, this is going to be a good matchup. Cleveland versus Tennessee. Being played up in your old 
former stubbing ground yeah. in Nashville. Who are you picking? I'm going to go with the Titans on this one. Okay. Who you got, Rick? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans. And I, I really think I, – I, be, I became a uh, Ryan Tannenbaum fan mm-hmm. when he replaced Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Winston got hurt down in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. He come in and he was, looked like he should have been starting quarterback. Yeah. 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 And then Jameis Winston comes back. They give it back to Winston. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, God, this guy's got to end up somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was a slow process. Mm-hmm. Now he's – yeah, I don't know why other teams didn't jump on that mm-hmm. right away. So I, I've been a, a Ryan fan for ever since then. Mm-hmm. And, that, and is Vic Beasley still uh, is he getting? Beasley probably a couple weeks ago was released by Tennessee. Okay, I, and I missed that. Landed out in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Oh, okay. So John right. Gruden signed him, and uh, I think he's been a little bit injured, but he's on a practice squad. But I think they're trying to get him healthy and. Uh, you know, get her some action. So. Well, I, I think Tannenbull, Derrick Henry, I go with the uh, Titans. Yeah, I think the Titans are a really good football team. Uh, but like I said, hats off to Cleveland. They've been oh, yeah. Football, and they're like, when the last time have the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. <laughs> Other than controversy in the last couple of years with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. who's no longer playing right now. I think they're playing better without him. I agree. Yeah, yes. They're playing yeah. better without him. And they got, uh, like I said, Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. They got uh, – Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. he used to play with the Chiefs. Yeah. They got Jarvis Landry. So they're a good team. And I'll be honest with you, fellas, I would not be surprised if they didn't get the win. But I think the Titans are too tough. I really I really believe that. So uh, with that being said, I just want to uh, make one uh, notation here that Rick talked about. Uh, George Kittle, man, the NFL have got, has some dynamite tight ends. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah they got uh, Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs. He's really good. You know, so uh, Kittle and Kelsey and uh, Hunter Henry, there's a couple others. So we better, they're not in the uh, broadcast without making reference to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rick, can you just find out right quick if they won that game today? They were playing today. They had a 340 kickoff, I'm thinking. Like, so, yeah, they should be Ravens. over with now. You know, it's Wednesday, and I was just trying to find out who would be the yeah. victor because I know you want to hear that. I do. Did the Steelers yeah. run their record to 11-0? <laughs> I hope so. I really you do. Know, the only team that's ever been 11-0 in the NFL was the 1972 Miami Dolphins, and that's back when the NFL schedule was only 14 games in the regular season. Of course, now it's up to 16. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots one time, they were getting close to being undefeated, but anyway, Rick's trying to look it up. So. They won 1914. The Steelers are now 11-0. Wow. The Baltimore Ravens are going backwards. Of course, they had the COVID issues. and uh, Yeah. You know, they played without their starting quarterback today. Um, the kid, Lamar Jackson, I think one of a name from, from the past, RG3. Yeah. Former player that uh, stand out. And with the Redskins, I think he wound up going to pick six early in the game. But anyway, Steelers won, so. Man, this has been fun. This has. It's been, been a long. We're glad Rick came out with us today. And, uh, come back next week, Rick. I'll do, I'll do it. I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Get us some information. Let's see if you do better than you did this time. <laughs> 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 you got to have some. I mean, really, there are going to be some inter- interesting storylines this weekend, especially yes, in oh, high yeah. school football. You know, yeah. we'll be going down. Let me see, Rick. I think uh, is it, this is considered the Sweet 16. I believe yes. you. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. And then they'll knock out eight more teams. 
and then we'll be down to the elite, elite eight, eight, eight in every class, yeah. you know, classification. Yeah. So I'm interested to see who will still be standing when the smoke clears. Oh yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be fun. Oh yeah, we hope Calhoun does well. We hope all the teams yeah. that are local do do well, even if we picked against them. Right. You know, mm-hmm. because you know some of these teams are really good. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then um, I think that all the teams that are left, you know, are really good football teams. You know, and like Rick said earlier, Cedar Grove coming in as a number three or four seed, but we know why. Yeah. Yeah, yep. with a losing record, they're number they they are number one ranked in what is it, three A or two uh, A? I can't remember. They're eight, five eight, four, eight. five A. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, they're not in five, but so no. you're a Lenovo Trinity. You That's had right. it. Rick. You That's had right. it. So you got it right there. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Rick got it. You got any uh, grandkids uh, to wrestling this year? No. Nope. Uh, all my grandkids. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The memory's the first thing to go, Rick. Caden uh, is wrestling for Ashworth. Okay, good. Yeah. So. Now, then, don't you have a granddaughter, Rick, that's in the band, man? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Riley's in the Snorville okay, band. Okay, yeah. So. I have an occasion to meet her a couple times. She, uh, I heard her do an interview on uh, I did. Yeah. She did it really, really yeah, well. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I did real well. She's a... Uh, Young lady that gets out there and they perform real well, and I think they've been in some band competition as a recent. They were uh, about a month ago down in Rome. I think yes. it's the only one they've been in. Okay, uh, grand champions. Mm-hmm. So it was. Uh, Kevin, before we wrap up, why don't you just let the listeners know about our podcast? I will, Mike. Uh, all you have to do if you miss one of these uh, shows that we do from uh, Big John's Treat Shop. We have it on our podcast, and go to our podcast. You can do it many different ways. The easiest way, of course, go to our website, and our website is hitmixmusicusa.com, and then up at the top on the far right-hand corner, it will uh, give you the option to go to the podcast. Uh, In other words, you'll see the word podcast. Click on it, and then there will be several different episodes. Uh, I think this will be be episode 13 and uh, we'll have that up uh, and available to you Friday night Uh, and of course this show will air Friday at 4 o'clock and uh, we record it uh, at Big John's Tree Shop every Wednesday night and we invite you to come up here and join us say hi and get you something to eat and drink Uh, if you have a a child that's uh, doing some sort of sports uh, bring them along. Let's uh, talk to them and find out uh, how, what's got what they have got going on with their sport. There you have it, guys. Okay. I enjoyed it. Well, we, we please come back next week. I will. Please come back next week and don't forget your information, please. <laughs> <laughs> we really enjoyed that. This has been real fun. Yeah, one of our better shows. Like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, Kevin, you want to close us out? Um, just uh, everybody be as safe as you possibly can. And uh, one last thing I would like to uh, say is uh, we are grieving and uh, our condolences are going out to the Pearson family today. Uh, we buried a, a good friend, uh, Trey Pearson, and uh, Trey was always a, a huge supporter of Yellow Jacket football. And uh don't know what else to say other than... Uh, That's why I had my thumb up on it. I'm yeah. glad you touched on that because yeah. today 
I think at 6 o'clock p.m. they had a memorial, memorial. service. Mm-hmm. Uh, what better place than to have it down yeah. in Hal M. Field. So, like I said, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Pearson family. Um, we've known Trey, you know, and the last several, several years, Trey could be seen at the uh, Yellow Jacket game, whether to and fro, you know, here and there, taking photographs and just being pumped up and energetic and rooting on his beloved Yellow Jacket. So, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of another gentleman that passed away several, several years ago that was a big Yellow Jacket supporter, uh, Frank Walraven, Grant Walraven's dad. So, anyway, I know in Frank's uh, funeral procession to his final resting place, they made a trip right by Fuel Reef Stadium. Just, you know, for the mere simple fact that Frank loved Kelvin football so much. And same can be said with Trey. So. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, Kevin, because that's what I was going to mention. I about forgot about it, but... Good job by you. Well, thank, thank you. you. All right. Well, everybody, let's come back here next week. Do it all over again. For Mike Garrigan, Rick O'Shea, I'm Kevin Casey. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. No matter where you are, it's HitMixMusicUSA.com.
This is Bruce Watson from Big Country. Feed the people, stay alive. There's Johnny Fingers from Doom Town Lads, and uh, I'd like to wish everyone a happy Christmas. This is David Bowie. It's Christmas 1984, and there are more starving folk on our planet than ever before. Please give a thought for them this season and do whatever you can, however small, to help them live. Have a peaceful new year. This record was recorded on the 25th of November 1984. It's now 8am on the morning of the 26th. We've been here 24 hours and I think it's time we went home. So from me, Bob Geldof and Midge, we'll say good morning to you all. And a million thanks to everyone on the record. Have a lovely Christmas. Bye.